Any DMs? Um, do I have any DMs? Uh, um, am I going in the background? Oh yeah, do you? Do you have any DMs? <laughs> That's why I don't have any DMs. <laughs> Nicole needs to start DMing you some interesting stuff. Right, killing our segments, <laughs> messing up our show. <laughs> <laughs> no, property box. You have no stand? I do have a stand. That's what we're doing right now. We're stepping up technology at Proper Bonics. I got a stand. I got it at Target last week. That's the new flannel arm stand. Yeah. <laughs> Looks Came good. On 20, 2021 edition. It's like a car. It ain't even, ain't even mm. a year yet, but they, they named it after the, the next year. Yeah, man. Technology, man. I smell like I smell like straight up firewood right now. Like this flannel. I was I was at uh the lizard or not I guess not lizard lounge anymore but the Phantom Power mic yesterday uh-huh. and it was getting a little chilly so they had like a barrel with fire you know like people do like when they're singing an R and B song and uh, I was doo-wopping it up for a little bit um, it was a comedy bonfire yeah a little bit but they only had one so it was just like a bunch of hands around a small barrel so I reek of fire smoke right now it's not bad. So I hope I hope that that uh, that fire was burning around, burning off all the COVID that was around. I hope I, I I didn't even think of that logic. I was like, I just need to keep my hands warm. I brought how, mittens, but how was it though? Because I know that it's it's getting cold out. Yesterday was the the last day of the summer. Yeah. Um, it's getting the weather is changing. You know, we in the Northeast. You know, it get cold up here. So yeah, how was it? Performing? Welcome to the fall, man. It was. So I brought mittens because I was trying to be adorable and all that stuff and also just touching a microphone. Like, you know, I get down and I'm glad I brought the mittens. I wore them the whole time. Like people were like looking around like, damn, I wish I had mittens right now. And I was like, oh, that's what you get for being a dirty person. So were they, were, they, were they just because they were cold or because you were clean? No, well, they were cold and I'm sure I look good too. So they're like, damn, it would be kind of nice if I had some of those. Um, so I was, I was doing well in that department. But it definitely did get a little chilly, and I don't know, I don't know what it's gonna look like for audience members, because like for me, I'm moving around, whatever. I don't have to like be around a lot of people. I can leave when I want. But if you're coming to a show where you sit down for like an hour, twenty minutes, yeah, you're gonna rock out with your jacket. I I don't know. That's that's gonna be cold. I'm cold. I'm cold all the time. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna be on stage in my jacket. That's that's the plan. Yeah. If it dip, if it dipped down. Below six six, let's go. I'm gonna have a hoodie on at least. But if it go under sixty, you might see the jacket. I'm I'm have a jacket. I'm I don't care, bro. If it's anything under seventy six, I'm rocking a pea coat. <laughs> like I'm all about fashion. I look better and fall and winter clothing. So this may be a win win for me. Um, <laughs> audience members, though, I feel kind of bad for them. They're just sitting there. And listen, they they say bring a lot of shows. Bring your own chair and your own beer. It's gonna bring bring your own fire pit. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be the new the new thing because. I got I got shows in October already booked. You know what I mean, nice. so it's it's gonna be colder. Yeah, I mean? are they all outdoors? Yeah, I I'm not doing no uh I'm not doing no indoor shows yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm you you know I'm still trying to be cautious. I did I did see that in Pennsylvania though they did allow restaurants to go up to fifty percent capacity, um in places everywhere except for Philly. 
Yeah. So I, I did That's... see that. I don't. I know people are gonna try to take advantage of of that and have shows indoors more now. But yeah, well, there's there's one mic in Lancaster that's indoors on Tuesdays. It's actually right now, I think. Yeah. yeah so like, yeah, we're recording on a Tuesday. We're breaking the fourth wall. Breaking the fourth wall. Normally we do Saturday mornings, but you know you'd be busy. Damn. Yeah, no, I was no. busy this Saturday. I was. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. I was helping her move. <laughs> Shout out to mom dudes. No, but look, I, I did see that show on Tuesdays, and I ain't, I ain't yeah. been. I'm I, not. Mm-mm. It's, you know, the thing is, it's like, part of me now feels like, I, I don't, I'm not sure if this is actually true, but I feel much more safe in a lot of situations because I've been doing a bit more and breaking kind of the barriers I had initially during the pandemic. And it's from looking at the numbers but looking at the numbers now, I actually just looked at uh, the numbers are rising. The numbers are rising slightly. Like it went down, it was dipping out for like a good month, like all of August. And then now it's slowly starting to go up. And I think it's because restaurants are opening back up and capacities are raising to 50%. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't really help. It's not a not great encouragement to like go back you know, into indoor activities right now. I'm not completely with it. I seen the sign. I seen a sign today that said, "Wear your mask." Coronavirus is still here. Like, it's still here. People. I see people out here walking around like it ain't go. Like it went somewhere. Like, it ain't going nowhere. Bro, you, know you see I mean? that the mic. It's wild. Like it's you. It was exactly how you would imagine comedians to act during a pandemic. No, there's no mask. Huddling up, dapping each other up afterwards. I'm like, are you guys going to tongue kiss after this? Sort of. Just might as well. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty yeah. much what you're doing. I, since we last recorded, I did a I did a show. I did an outdoor show. Yeah. It was socially distanced, sold out actually. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I this is like my first show seeing some of the people that I haven't seen in a while. And then like, when I walked up, they were like trying to give me hugs and daps. I hit them uh, with the elbow. Like, oh, oh, yeah, elbow love right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I was the only I was the only comedian throughout the whole show that had their mask on. I even like cause listen, they had like a. a had like a, a big parking lot. I was by I was by my car, like to myself, like while everybody over there. I'm just waiting for my turn. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mm. really. I'm, I'm not interacting unless you got a yeah. mask on. I see you taking precautions, like I am. I'm, I'm just gonna stay away uh, away from you. You know what I'm saying? No love lost, but mm. I, I'm cool. Alan anti-social Massenberg. <laughs> it's kind of how I like to be anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't... Matt, yeah. Imagine if you just brought your own mic and just perform comedy from your car. Not a terrible move. A little drive-in comedy. Let me open up the back. You know what? I might have to set that up. Let's set it up. It could be a good move right there. You know, you just pull up there. You know, I got the Honda. Just drive up on stage. Um, hopefully it holds the Honda. I didn't think about that part. Please hold the Honda. Please. If they can hold the Honda, I'm driving it up there. See, it's, it's, it's funny you brought that up because this Sunday – I'm actually, I know I talked about it for a while. I even tried to do it once, but it got rained out. Yeah. Me and Marcus, me and Marcus LeVar, we're doing a mm. pop-up show in Philly on, sun, on, on Sunday. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know when it's going to drop, but but it's, it's, I'm going to do one because it's getting cold, man. You got to take advantage of it. Get get it out while I can, you know what I'm saying? So on Sunday, we're going to pop up Mike at Clark Park. West there Philly. you go. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, I, I've been saying all summer, like, yo, I'm going to do a show, I'm going to do a show. And the one I tried to do got rained out. You, know you were hyped saying? about it. So. You, were, you, you had the momentum, you were ready, and then it, it rained on you. I felt bad. <laughs> you know, I had, I had comedians hit me up trying to get guest spots yeah. and everything, man. It was it was going to be popping, but Mother Nature was like, 
You guessed it. You know what I'm saying? It may so, have been too popping. It may have been too popping right now, man. They got a show. Um, I think the the Grape Room. I don't know if this is too much inside baseball, but the Grape Room, they're doing like a straight up show show. At first, I thought it was a mic, but I think it's just like a showcase, which I think is better yeah. than like just some yes. dudes rolling up and all that stuff. It's like, all right, here's eight people and here's audience. Do you the leave? And they even, they even, uh, when they promoted it, it said it on promotion, and I've seen it. It said, "This is not a mic, okay? Yeah. So don't, don't come in here with your five minutes trying to get us. This is, this is a book, a book show. You know what mm. I'm saying? And, and it's funny, and it's funny we're talking about book, book shows right now because I literally, probably like an hour ago, I just put a post on Facebook because I, I put a post up like, I, I've been seeing a lot of, a lot of shows going on, and a lot, a lot of comedy is, is networking, right? And a lot of people get shows through networking, things like that. Now, also, it's a lot of friendly shit going on. Like, a lot of people book their friends. Like, yeah. it, happens, it happens way, I think it happens way too often. And I, I know, I'm, I, do, I do it too. You, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not any different. You know what I'm saying? I, I book my friends. But I, I put a post up and I said that, um, if y'all not going to book the funniest people, at least book the most attractive. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> that way, maybe I get a shot. <laughs> 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 no, that's it's a very real thing, man. I personally, I only book people that I don't like. People know that I'm not biased in any way. That's why Charles is on every show that I produce now. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what's fucked up? Charles would actually be on a lot of my shows. That's the homie. <laughs> we're doing a show with Charles, both you and I, in October. Um, Look, that's October third, Saturday. People yeah. listen. October third, Saturday, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, come to some random dude's backyard. We're gonna be comedy there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tr- no lie, Kirk. I have no idea where the show is. Did I don't you know who location? the person is. No, no idea. I, it's, they said Harrisburg, and I was like, "All right, more details." <laughs> to like, be I, I get they want to be they want to be mysterious with the location because the Rona and they're here. You can pay to know the location. Essentially, <laughs> I get that. But like, homie, I'm on the show. Why don't I know where it's at? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, man. They're like surprise. It's actually in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Surprising everyone on here, man. <laughs> No, I'm bad, looking forward to that one. Shit. Yeah, no, look, I, I look forward to it too. But the only beef I got with the show, and I'm a, I can air my grievances on, on, on the podcast because it's all right. Air your grievances? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna air it out. It's, it's, it's nine dudes on the show, bro. It's nine dudes. Nine. Yeah. First of all, too many comedians. Second of all, there's no women at all. Yeah, I got some honey dips. No, not to all. say not for the sake of you know female comedians or honey dips. Just you know, if you're happy to be a honey dip and a female comedian, that'd be ideal for the situation. We need some <laughs> female comics on the show. It do. Listen, I, I, I first, it's the first thing I recognized after I saw you on it. I was like, oh, Kirk's on it. And no females. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so. I do I have mean, a very feminine vibe. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Charles, if you're listening to this right now, this is an anti-Charles episode. <laughs> it's not him, though. Charles, know, he's not the promoter. He's just a plug. He hit me up. <laughs> I was like, yo, I know somebody want to do a show. Woody, woody, woo. So I don't even know who the promoter is. I mean, but. Yeah, it's something like at least you knew who the comic was. I'm sure they're good and all that stuff. It's just I don't do comedy in Harrisburg that often. I, I just don't watch them just be, be a show. Everyone doing it's their first time doing comedy. We're us three are the only ones that have done comedy before. <laughs> it's just like a family reunion in Harrisburg. I, I'm a little skeptical because I go listen. Funny. One person on the show on the flyer is not a picture of him. It's not. It's like <laughs> a, a a meme. I was like, oh, this guy about to bomb. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's the female. Maybe that's the female right there. They're like, all right, we can't have any females on this poster. Just put a meme up. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be at the show, everyone. Um, Yo, it's crazy, though, because even even though you see, look, 
this some slimy shit too. I, I, I don't slimy. even know. If you, I don't shots know if Nickelodeon. You know, I don't <laughs> shots Nickelodeon. I don't know if you know people do this, but I know a, a one promoter. I'm not gonna say people do it. I know one dude that actually put a woman like on a flyer and on the uh, Facebook um, event post. Like he put, he named all the comedians and he specifically he put a woman's name that didn't exist on it, oh. just so he wouldn't seem like one of those dudes that was only booking dudes. <laughs> but he what he was even worse than those dudes that only book that book men because he he was fake promoting that it was going to be women on the show and it wasn't. And I even said to him, I was like, "Who is this?" He's like, and he told me, "Yeah, I, I did this so people wouldn't think I just booked the all male lineup." Like, uh. wow. <laughs> Hey y'all, we're putting a show together. It's for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We got an all-female lineup. We got just, <laughs> just, it's just, show just him. There. It's just like it's twelve just dudes. <laughs> yes, yo, I could. I didn't know people. I'm, I keep saying people. I didn't know people like him did that. Yo. Bookers yeah. do that. Bookers are a different type of people. Uh, and I realize that's a discriminatory thing to say. And I realize a lot of times bookers are the ones that uh, give us these uh, comedy opportunities, but. Bookers can be a little bit, uh, you know, slimy. That's the word I'm looking for. Slimy. Anybody could be slimy, especially with somebody that think they got power. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you, you think you got power, you can do whatever you can do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Damn. That's my you favorite know? thing about this whole not favorite thing of the pandemic. Not like I have a list of favorite things from the pandemic. I do, but like it's one of my favorite things from it is just like the idea that like you have like dickhead open mic host that will you know just you know, just kind of unruly you could tell that it's like a big power trip for them yeah and just like wondering how it is for them like having to step back and be like oh this is where i get my power from what other resources do i pull from um that's been kind of like a i'm not saying i'm laughing at them but you know, it's, you know it's, i think i, I don't, I don't know if they, i don't know if they ever realize it because if they ever do realize that'd be a sad existence to know that that's where you get your 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 get up and go from is the host open mics and the down people and stuff like that you know what i'm saying yeah, like listen, listen open, i guess you could say open mic hosts are like cops and microphones i guess you can call them that damn <laughs> shout out to all the open mic hosts we openly <laughs> shit on open mic hosts. <laughs> look this, this, this is the thing i don't i don't mind saying things like that at all because if you're an open mic host and you're not like that you don't take any offense to what i'm right. saying but you know if the shoe fit lace that motherfucker up <laughs> Comedy is yeah. one of those few jobs where you could openly shit on your boss. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just open. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. Open mic, host ain't my boss. It's open mic. I ain't getting paid to be an open mic. Right. It's yeah, free. Where I can, I, I can leave this motherfucker whenever I want. You can't keep me there. Mm. So yeah, you know, that's why I, I, everybody got their, their favorite mics to go to. So that, and that's how you, that's how you get those kind of things. Shout out to all the mics still operating, trying to stay safe and all that stuff. Um, and some non-comedy news, man. We got some grievances, man. Uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away on Friday. Yeah, man. That that, that was uh, a big blow. Um, she she did a, she she did a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, um, well I don't. So so me, I, I'm learning. I'm learning about her today like to this day like I, I really wasn't aware of everything she did so of course like when most people most people pass away you know they their, their whole backgrounds and thing come up so i was reading stuff i was like oh she did this she did like i, I mean i knew she was a big advocate for women's rights things like that you know what i'm saying but I, I had no idea all the stuff that she passed and helped pass and all that kind of all, all the laws stuff like that 
Look, producer you didn't Patrick. confuse her with Sandra Bullock? <laughs> no, I didn't confuse <laughs> No, I, I think it was Sandra Bullock because she ain't never been in no movies. Uh, you know, I'm wondering, I wonder if they like did the half mass for the flag for her. Like, I feel well, like I'm that's... Sure they, I'm pretty sure they did. I, I've, seen, I've seen some. I've seen like um, flags flying half mass. I've seen that. Okay, good, good. Yeah, man, she she did a lot. And like, I feel like she, she's, I don't know, she's like a fixture within like the fabric of the progressiveness of this country. Right. I feel like that, and that's like a big thing, not just like what she did, but her influence. So it's kind of cool, the idea of that, you know, she aged, she was up there and all that stuff. Yeah. I think the big thing though, is the implications of her death and um, in terms of filling that seat. And that's what people are kind of discussing now. Like, is it, are they going to have uh, Trump going to be able to appoint someone new? Are they going to wait till the election is over? Um, and that's a lot of people are kind of freaking out over that, of the idea of him appointing someone in there. Yeah. I, I seen a, um, I seen a, a thing that said Trump, of course he wants to get it sped up so he can make the decision. So he can make the decision like right away. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I also, I also seen a, they break, they, they discovered a tweet that Trump put up like four years ago when Obama was in office and in the yeah. same position. And he, and he said that, in a tweet, if Obama rushes to get a justice in the get a justice on the stand before he leaves office, if he rushes to do it, he he should be fired or something like that. He you know probably did say that. That's probably exactly he should be fired. So it was it was I'm pretty sure what the tweet said, but it was it was from April of 2016, 15 or 16, sixteen. Yeah, that sounds all right. It was when um, Obama put in I think the dude's name was it John Edwards or Robert Edwards. I'm, I'm not positive, but he did appoint someone, and that's the big thing on both sides because you know people are saying it's unfair that Trump should be able to do it. But I, I'll double check this one. I think Obama did it though. And that's the part that I'm like, ah, I kind of wish there was, cause it's like the idea of like the person that he's thinking of right now, I think her name is Amy Barrett. And like, apparently she has a shady pass. Um, likewise with the Brett Kavanaugh, the dude that he appointed um, back in, I think it was the fall of 2017 or 18 maybe. Right. So like if we have majority Republican uh, sort of thing. I think the way someone framed it, it kind of like the the majority thought of the nation sort of thing. That's what Supreme Court sort of thing. Um, that So it's important who's in there and it kind of determines where we lay when it comes to policies and when they make it to Supreme Court, things like Roe versus Wade and all that stuff. Ginsburg, she had a hand in helping that pass. So there's gonna be a lot of stuff that they're gonna try to undo at least that's what they're anticipating if they do get another Republican appointee in there. It's just, it's just a lot, man. Like it's, I'm telling you, man, I feel, I, like, I don't regret a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> but I feel bad that I didn't vote for so long. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you weren't the listen, only one. So listen, I, this is, I can't worry about anybody else. Nothing like that. But for me, like I feel bad because I'm smart enough and I know better. You know what I'm saying? But I just chose not to for, you know, reasons that I've said on the show a million times. But this is the reason why it's important. You know what I'm saying? So we, so we shouldn't even be in a position like this where it's like this dude, Trump, and whoever he put in, in place here can literally roll back things that have been in place to benefit everyone for so long. Like they can do that. They can make strong like, efforts too. Like I'm sure there'll be pushback, but they'll just have 
more power in doing so if they chose to do it, which they would. Um, so yeah, a lot of people are kind of freaking out over that, over the idea of kind of like um, uh, more of the, the civil civil rights aspects of it. Um, we'll see how it pans out. Um, I, I think the, the term for it is a uh, fatalitism in a lot of ways. Uh, I say that because someone called me a fatalist the other day. I was like, you saying I'm killing people? They're like, no, that's not what that means. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so what's it, what does it mean? It's pretty much you, you can't really determine anything. It's all up to fate. Um, so it's like pretty much if you're, it's like the everything happens for a reason sort of thing, yeah. um, which I don't think is completely true. I think, I don't think you should stop trying to make effort for change. You could still have fate and still, you know, still stand up for a lot of things. And a lot of times action happens because uh, people take the action. That's when change occurs. Um, right. But I, I just don't know exactly what's going to happen. It's hard to anticipate it completely. I don't think it's going to be 100% uh, doom and gloom. Like if, say, if someone uh, uh, someone on the right gets in there. Right. Um, I do think there will be a lot of things rolled back and it will impact people. Uh, and I'll even say like, it's going to be some stuff that may not even affect me directly. So it's maybe oh, well, easier like what, to be though? like that. Like what, what, what was, what it can change? Like what is, what, what are people afraid of? Like what in particular? Well, one thing like the DACA stuff and immigration, yeah. that's a big thing. Like uh, make sure people go back and like even Roe v. Wade, that one with like in terms of the rights to have an abortion, right. um, probably could have framed that in a cleaner way uh, but like uh, the oh, rights yeah. with that that's pretty much and also there's one and i think the person that he had appointed there the amy barrett their whole thing is ending separation with church and state so it's going to be a matter of the state can't decide certain things it's a matter of like religion has a major impact in the politics which right. trump has been uh kind of campaigning for and a lot of republicans do um, in terms of, I think one thing he noted was that he wants to bring patriotism back to education, which is code for let's, you know, let's just have, you know, Christopher Columbus Day once a month. Let's, yeah. just have a, <laughs> let's really double down on that. Um, see where that takes us. Um, right, right. Every day yeah. we learn about Christopher Columbus and how great he is. I, I love it. Yeah, there's no <laughs> such thing as black soap. It's a myth, uh, not a real thing. Oh, uh, we only deal with Dove. That's the only thing we deal with here. <laughs> yeah, man. So a lot. Of, I mean, I can't say I know all the examples. I think there's a lot of stuff that I'm guilty of. It. I haven't really looked into it as much, and I know there's stuff that it just I wouldn't even think it wouldn't even I wouldn't it because it doesn't directly impact me. But I think it's still important to look into those things because yeah. one, everything impacts everyone. That's just my feel. Yeah. Um, but to be aware of it and two, it will eventually impact people. Like it may not, you know, people think like, oh yeah, it's so distant, like off in Yemen and all that stuff, uh, missile hits a, a school bus. That's, I'm not saying that's going to happen in America, but like it kind of yeah. sets precedent for it of like, you know, yeah, you never, you never know, you never know what's going to happen and you never know. Like, so one thing that I think I was confused about was that I thought it didn't affect me and things like that. And it, it definitely did. So like like for you like this could affect that like you could get the wrong woman pregnant, you know what I'm saying? And then why you make my heart beat just like that? Why, why do you do that? Why why do you even bring that example up? Why do you say that? Oh, I, I mean, see. Continue. Yeah, I see where you're going for now, but that was not where my head was at. <laughs> you, you, 
Maybe you, you can get multiple women pregnant at the same time. I was like, you why know? is he taking personal shots at me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, though, like, it may not affect you right now today, but, like, you may get a couple women pregnant a few years yeah. from now, and this judge may put some shit back where we you it's not a you can't get abortions or whatever. i'm gonna have to change my slogan if this happens my slogan has been no condom no problem for a good like five years now and if i have to change that now because of trump diggity damn it diggity damn it um, no condom. you should put that on a shirt <laughs> i did i did put that on a shirt and no one wore it um you get uh, it nobody wears anything that you tell them to. <laughs> <laughs> very hot very hot oh you know one thing that they're doing apparently so there's reports in um the detainment camps um for a lot of the people that they're deeming as illegal immigrants uh where that reportedly the doctors were giving hysterectomies for a lot of the detainees yo that's that is crazy you that's know how wild crazy? I, 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 i'd say it's a good 10 out of 10 crazy that's wild that's crazy, crazy to get intrusive in. that's like oh that, that's a that's a gross statement even to say sort of thing and that's not even that distant that's in that's in america that's 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 in america today involuntary hysterectomies is what they're giving the the what is it the, the prisoners like guantanamo bay like Containies, yeah no that's, that's like that's crazy yo like, so that, that's, that's one of those that's like that's like you know it starts off kids in cages because you know separated from family for the sake of you know maybe sending the parents back and trying to figure out what's do with those and a lot of people say like oh well logistically it makes sense but i feel like it kind of snowballs into allowing certain behaviors like this one where people don't even question it yeah. um and i'll make it clear they didn't flat out say this is 100 percent true yet so i think that's important but it's we're getting a lot of reports from so detainees came, talking came, to journalists. This came this came from a whistleblowing nurse. Yeah. It's somebody somebody that worked there is coming out and, and saying that. Like, what does she have to gain from this? I don't know. Maybe it's just the truth. Maybe she's feeling guilty. That's like a wild thing to witness. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying though. Just so we I listen, yes, it's a report. It hasn't been um what's the word? Like confirmed. verified, yeah, and all that. Right. Or whatever. But like for that to even come, like I, I've said, this, I've said this before. Like, so when it, like, so like when you in the streets, right? If somebody, if somebody says that you're a snitch, it didn't, it didn't just come from from nowhere. Like there, there are people in the streets who who've never been accused of being a snitch, being a snitch because they just they, they stand ten toes down and they do what they're supposed to do all the time. Audience members, you're looking at two of them right now. <laughs> never snitch. We never, never snitch. So what my point is, like, no, like. For me, like nobody was gonna be like, "Yo, the boy Allen is snitch." Like, there's, there's no, there, there's nothing, no basis for that to, to, to stand on at all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't make any sense. Like, what was somebody gain from that, unless it was true? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's like with the nurse, like, what is she gaining? Like, unless she's snitching for a purpose. Unless it's true, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, mean, I like, like I like that there's a euphemism for a uh, snitch. It's like, all right, well, they did the right thing. It's for the betterment of people. Whistleblower. We'll call them a whistleblower. You know, yeah, snitching ain't easy. Listen, it's not, it, it ain't snitching. If that's what, she didn't sign up for that. If she signed up, she signed up to give illegal hysterectomies, like, that'd be different. If she yeah, was like, yeah. yo, I, I would love to do this illegal. Yes, sign me. Hold on. <laughs> Y'all, they, they fired me and I, I didn't want to do it anymore. That's different. Yo, Cameron didn't mention that part in any of his songs. He was all about the snitch and stuff. He didn't mention the caveat of whistleblowing. 
<laughs> you could be a whistleblower in the streets. I'll easily whistleblow on any sort of thing that I sign up for and I don't get what I need. I'll whistleblow on someone, but I'll, I'll never whistle. snitch. I'll never. I got kind of nervous. You said, I'll whistleblow on anything. Excuse no, me. I was very careful with <laughs> my words. I wasn't going to whistleblow on myself, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, man. But this is the the politics, man. The politics. I don't know if you saw this. I'm, I'm, you're not really a UFC dude. Um, that sounds like I'm chomping you out. You're not really a UFC dude like me. Uh, you don't play <laughs> the game for five hours. Um, so there is a. I love the, I love the people people fighting and stuff. I just be missing it sometimes. I love the highlights. I do love yeah. the highlights. It's like, it's like hockey for me. I don't know if you're gonna like this highlight, man. So Uh-oh. this one they had. Um, it was a big anticipated fight. Kobe Cuppington. Okay. Um, uh, versus uh, Tyson Woodley. Tyson Woodley, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is Tyson Woodley. Yeah. Um, known for his... Um, oh, oh, Tyron. Is Tyron Woodley? Tyron. Oh, thank you, Pat. Appreciate, appreciate Pat that. Pat knows. Yeah. Um, so it's Woodley versus Covington. Covington's whole thing is... Um, he's His whole thing is he supports Trump. He has the MAGA hat. Um, he's like, Black Lives Matter is not a thing. Um and then it's it's that's been his gimmick for I think since Trump's been in office. Wow. Um, and the thing is, he's a really good wrestler too. That's the thing. He's not like just a chumpy. He's a very good athlete. But yeah. his whole thing is this gimmick. And this because of the buildup for this one, um, Woodley being black, it kind of snowballed into a black versus white thing. Of mm-hmm. like, so during the face off, he has the uh, Covington has the MAGA hat, and Woodley has the uh, the what's it called the Black Lives Matter, Matter, Bandana, and all that, which was dumb because he kind of played into Covington's game. Um, And then so now it became versus like, all right, Covington, please don't win. Please don't win. And Covington won um, in the fifth round. It was was kind of a a dominating performance. Um, Uh, And what upset me personally is like his post-match, his post-match stuff, man. He was, one, he got a call from Trump. Trump called him personally on like the ESPN. He's like, you're a fine man. You're a fine wrestler. Um, and he was like, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but then like. You're going to have him speak at the next RNC. Yeah, honestly, yeah. No, but yeah. <laughs> he was just at the White House like a week before this too. Wow. So his whole thing is like, I'm not going to shake Woodley's hand or I'm not going to, we're not fine because he represents something evil and that's Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and like the dude went off too because he was he's supposed to face this other dude or maybe face this other dude um, that's also a really good wrestler, black dude. And he was talking to him. It was like a back and forth and he it was like road rage type of anger. Like he, I thought he was going to say the N-word. Like it was very much, it was, it was like he, you could tell he's, that's he the subtext. It. He said it before. Yeah. He just realized the cameras were on him. That's all. I, f- I feel like it's at the point now where if he did say it and the cameras are on, he'd be okay. I think he'd get a fine. I think, especially with the UFC, they would just be like, okay, well, we'll put a fine on you, but you guys can still fight sort of thing. And I feel like we're going to see more and more of that kind of behavior accepted. And I don't know. This is, this is what you get when it's Trump's America. You know what I'm saying? He has, he has unleashed the racism is, is in your face. Like, it's right in your face now. So the guy can wear a Make America Great Again hat, which is obvious racist shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, uh, we all know what that means. You know what I'm saying? So he can do that and feel emboldened. He can go on. He can, he can, he can be on live TV and, and, and feel confident in what he believes in 
And yeah, like if he would have went out there and said nigga on like live on a thing, I'm pretty sure he'd have got he'd have got new um deals yeah, with companies, no. he'd have got new followers. <sighs> like I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like he would have got that- spot on Comic View. He would have got one of those. Yes, he would. He would have been. He been hosted a couple of open mics. He would have been like whatever. <laughs> like he he'd have been flourishing out here. You know what I'm saying? Because like it's a lot of people just like him that just they ain't out saying it publicly. So yeah. Trump has given given all these motherfuckers the the confidence to say whatever they want. Yeah, you know even if saying? they don't even necessarily believe it, sort of thing. Because I feel like with him, it was like I'm sure he believes it too. That's not what I'm saying. But like he adopted it as a gimmick. And it was like, oh, this will get me viewers. I'm going to be the vilified bad guy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just gravitate towards that too. And I don't know. I kind of just miss the idea of like people being bad for not wearing condoms, whatever. But I, I don't know. I, just, I don't like the idea of that being the persona when trying to tap into bad boy industry. I don't like that. This may, like you said, he may not be fake. This may just be him. He may feel comfortable enough now to be free and be who he wants. He understands that what happens with the marketing dollars, he understands that his following will grow, but maybe he's definitely finally let his hair down. It's like, ah, yes, I can just be the yeah. racist scumbag I want to be. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that's what, you know what we should do? I think it's adjusted this one time too. I think we should get like, not a cop, but like, I think we should get someone that's on that side of America on the show. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people that feel that way. Um, and they don't necessarily, they don't see it as like, Oh, I'm hiding my racism. They see it as like, they're being patriotic and you know, they care about their family members. A lot of people do, man. A lot that, of people pa- do. That word patriotic is misleading, bro. Like that, know, word, that word th- patriotic legit can <laughs> mean racist. No, like, well, yeah, no, it's definitely, it can mean a lot of things. We, like, we, we understand like, like, yes, I like, I like America and it's cool, whatever. It has its problems, but like you're never gonna hear me be like, "Oh, I fucking love this country." I would never say nothing. No, like screenshot that. that, Pat. Screenshot that, please. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would say that. that. <laughs> you, you will never be like Alan's the most patriotic. You would never say that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, I can't be who I am and, and believe in what I believe in, and also be the most patriotic person. It doesn't make any sense because it, to have a fucking dire love for this country which is patriotism which it really is you have to have a dire love you got to be somewhat racist like i think i i, I don't believe you can be like like any black person that's like yo i fucking love this country they're just ignorant don't know anything you know i think it's saying? a matter of ignorance for a lot of people and like racism on a level that they may not realize that's what i'm saying i feel like a lot of people that um that's subscribed to that they're not necessarily doing it from a place of hate and it's hard to tap into that because we see on our news, you know, we lean a little bit more liberal. So we see on our news, like, Hey, that's bad. Hey, some of that's evil. And they're seeing some completely opposite. They're seeing the article saying black lives matter is a hate group. They're seeing all the, the things saying that, you know, um, anyone on the liberal side is doing this to you know take your guns away and all that. So they're seeing something different. We're seeing something different. And there's a divide that neither of us are seeing. All right. Look, so, you do see the um, the articles that are like, oh, Black Lives Matter is a, a terrorist group and Black Lives Matter caused these riots. You, you see those. You not, know on the level, not on the level that it's being pumped out for the Republicans, though. But, but my point is, my point is you, you see it, though. You do see the, yeah. the, the, the complete lies about Black Lives Matter. I'm aware of it, yeah. So why aren't they aware of the positive? Like, 
how can we see everything but they only see what they what they want to see that benefits them you know what i'm saying I'm like that's what i'm saying so like i don't we're, think that is ignorance i don't think it's i think it's a concerted effort to believe what you want to believe like like I, like for me for instance i don't watch nothing i don't agree with i don't watch fox news like, i don't watch that i don't because i don't agree so for them it's the same thing like, i'm only watching fox news you know what i'm yeah. saying so like the producer pass said it willful ignorance like they are choosing to not be open to what's going on. I'm so, so this I think could apply to like the people I'm talking about, like Colby Covington and the ones that wear like MAGA hats. Yes. But I think there's also a side of the right that isn't being represented. Like we're only seeing the extreme, just like they're seeing the extreme of the left. And I think there's a huge majority on both sides that are a little bit more moderate. And we just don't see them. And now when we hear someone that they're voting right, we assume the most extreme and vice versa. I think honestly, I think that's a big cancer in America. So I think like if we have a discussion with someone here that's like a moderate, but they've side with the right, we hear what they're saying and what they say, and you know they hear us. And I'm all about like reason conquering. If like if someone says something and I concede a point because it goes against you know or it's just something that I didn't realize, I'm okay with that. Yeah, if it makes sense. But I'm also pretty confident within my thoughts and beliefs that a lot of the things I believe in are true to the facts and science in a lot of ways. And Slinkies, you know, shout Slinkies. I don't care what, it's hard for me to accept anything that somebody that tells me like, yes, I believe, Don, I believe Donald Trump is what's right for this country. It's hard for me to be like, okay, let me hear, tell me more. Maybe I'm missing something. Like it's- <laughs> Bro, like we it's, don't, there's so many, I'm, and this sounds like I'm standing up for Donald Trump, I'm not. Um, but I, I, what saddens me the, the most, I think, well, all this stuff is like that true divide right there and like how people feel like, okay, well, if you even allude to being on the left, you're this extreme uh, liberal. And if you go to the right, you're this extreme neo-patriot person. And I don't think that's the case for a lot of people. Why, why is this the case? Has this always been the case throughout history or has it only been in the last three and a half years? I think we're seeing more representation of it over three and a half years because of social media and people like you on social media today. Like I went on Facebook for like 10 minutes, all political, all just opinionated, strong convictions. There's no, like, I'm not sure about this. It's just straight up. Like it's straight up. Like this guy's asshole. And then the person comments underneath, like, no, you're an asshole. And then like there's sun tags in and all that stuff, man. Like it's, and you'll see threads of this. Yeah, and it's just like it's. I don't think it's a good thing. Um, I'm all about freedom of speech, but it just seems like it's going in a way that is very uh, one-sided and one-dimensional. I think I think the last three and a half years during this presidency has caused a a very hard divide line. Period. It's like yeah. you're here or you're here. You're on the left or on the right. Before it's kind of like, okay, I see why you, but right now. Right now, I feel like maybe I only feel this way because it's my first time voting or whatever. But like, I just feel like it's like a it's either you believe one thing or the, or the other right now. It's not like so. I seen a post that said somebody say, "Yeah, I, voting for Trump isn't racist, but you're accepting that you're voting for a racist." You know what I'm saying? Right. So like you're not you're not you're not a racist person simply for voting for him, but you're condoning the racist shit that he does. And that's a point I agree with. And that's why I want to talk to someone on the right and hear what they have to say about it. Cause that's something I believe too. So it's right. like, all right, well, you know, there's some, some are straight up like comedians that we do shows with and all that stuff. 
Um, I do stuff on the eye valley. Um, so yeah. Okay. So like, you know, it'd be interesting to have some of them on and hear some of that. Um, so if you're a Republican listening to this, you know, shoot us an email, shoot us an email at what's your, know, what's our email? Robbery podcast at gmail.com. Do we really have an email? Yeah, we do. Yes. Yo, shoot Kurt. us an email there. Shoot us an email there at propertybonics at gmail.com. I, listen to what Alan said five seconds ago. We are interested or, in your service. Or you can check us out. You can hit us up to our message on Facebook or Instagram, Property Bonics, wherever you want. You know? I'm not going to check that shit. Yo, email us. Directly. No, no, you can, you, yeah. Feel free to slide right in with that, man. I'm not going to um, check the easier way to communicate. Send me an email. <laughs> yeah, with that, man, let's get some prop suggestions. Here's my proper suggestion. And I'm 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 glad we, we jumped into it right now. I feel like here it is. I feel like this is mental health driven, and I've said this before and I'll say it plenty of times. If you're not gonna fight somebody physically, do not argue with them on social media. So if you if you can't bop them, you gotta block them. Oh you know what I'm saying if you if you show. can't if you can't fight them, don't write them. Uh, that's why you, you know spin balls right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm telling you, this, this is why. Because I feel like you're going to have so much pent-up energy, you know what I'm saying, from this negative negative communication. Just avoid it at all costs. And I, I think that – I think I'm glad I'm glad you did the segment, this segment now because, like, like, like Tyron Woodley, yeah. he should have fucking bopped the shit out of Kobe Covington. Yeah. You cannot lose – Disappointing loss. Man. Yeah, it's disappointing loss. Disappointing. You you hold you gonna wear Black Lives Matter and lose to a white guy wearing a MAGA hat? You can't well, we, do that. We can't knock him too much. Like it's not like he didn't try. Like no, he did, like he did. no, no, no. I'm knocking him. Oh, I'm man. not. It's, it's part of my suggestion. This Bro, is his mental my... health is not in a good place right now. If he hears this, <laughs> he had full opportunity to bop a, a fucking troll. He had full opportunity to bop a troll. He didn't take it. Okay, so if you ain't bopping, you better be blocking. Oh, Tyrone Woods should have been blocking more. <laughs> <laughs> he tried, that's, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my suggestion. You know what I'm saying? Like, for your mental health people, man, if you can't fight them, don't write them. If you don't agree with them, simple as that. All right, man. Um, mine's going to be a little bit detour, man. Summer Madness 10 URL happened this weekend, September 19th. The 10th Summer Madness, so you know they had to go crazy. Smack, you're a killer for this one. My prop suggestion is when it comes out. Smack, you go. crazy. Smack really did. He's kind of wild, man. Uh, I advise that uh, the listeners go check out Geechee Gotti versus Charlie Clips. It's a good battle. There's a little bit of freestyle involved. I'm not going to say who won, but it was a good battle. And you, my can weekend. Watch this where? you can watch this where on Caffeine? Yeah, so you go on Caffeine, watch it there, and if you can't find it on Caffeine, wait like seven months until it's on YouTube. So it's going to be kind of a long prop suggestion, but I highly recommend it. <laughs> so is that a new thing where they don't put them on YouTube right away, only on the app? No, they've always done that. Well, I don't know with the app because that's relatively new, but with their pay-per-views, they'll, like, they'll put it on and then like seven months later release it. So there'll be like a string of people that haven't seen it for seven months. And it's like, oh, my gosh, look at this new thing. Um, so that's probably going to happen with that, unless you can watch it on Caffeine. I haven't double-checked it. I watch it live, so you know. Got you, got you. Yeah. Is this the, this the same the same event where Reed Dollars was on? 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, he went up against uh, who did he go up against? Down blank on the. It wasn't B dot. Oh, no. was it? Was it Rum Nitty? You know, I don't remember. But it was he, Rum Nitty. It was, was it Rum Nitty? Okay, it was Rum cool. Nitty. Yeah, that's um, what it was. He killed it. Yeah, like redials. Like he he did well. Um, Rum Nitty. It was a good battle overall. But I say like the standout battle for me is probably Geechee Gotti versus Charlie Clips. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so what you got? What you got to uh, go on the app and show you the whole event, or just you just go on caffeine.com. You just go on caffeine.com and watch it there. Um, it's kind of a nice setup that URL has done. There's been some controversy with like them not booking some of the old URL um, producers, uh, okay. predominantly Avocado. Avocado is a videographer that's um, he's like a fixture in battle rap, yeah. and Caffeine didn't hire him on, and then he made a video about it stating like, hey, this is what caffeine, everything they did wrong and why they're not really for the culture. A week later, a video comes out from an old podcast, like 2012, of Avocado, not even saying it, he's laughing at someone making a racial joke. And now Battle Rap is trying to cancel Avocado. It's kind of wild, man. Wow. Wait, is Avocado white? Yeah. Okay, so Avocado's white and he's a fixture of the culture. Listen, yeah. he just he's a, he he understands. If he's white, he just got whited. That's what white people do. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting whited out. <laughs> but he understands how it works. This is what y'all do. Y'all y'all come in and y'all y'all take the culture, y'all make money from it. And I even heard the, the battle rappers are upset that they're not getting like yeah, how long? They're, yeah, they're not they're not being funded for their services, or they don't they don't have any stake in caffeine, or like it's, you know what I'm saying? It's just. There's, so URL is being sued $40 million by one of their co-founder Norms. Uh, Norbs, he was, uh, he was big in marketing and bringing performers into the league. He was with them from the start, or at least towards the beginning. And he got in a fight with one of the battlers and URL was like, we can't have him anymore because he was crossing boundaries left and right. Um, so he's suing him 40 million. And in that lawsuit, it showed how much money that URL is being given and how much funding is being uh, made by caffeine. And now some of the battle rappers, uh, predominantly Hollow the Don, he's pretty much saying like, hey, you guys are making this much money. You should be treating us a little bit better. You should be giving us more money. Right. And not, not everyone's kind of on the same page with him, but not everyone's willing to boycott URL. Yeah. Not everyone's willing to like be like, I'm not gonna not do this battle um, that, so that's that's the problem. That's the problem in a lot of a lot of black people in the community. They they not sticking together. There's no unity. You know, so so if if Howl the Don is one of the the OGs in the game, is nobody is nobody listening to him? Because yeah, it, it, it's it, it's not it's not it's not right. It's fucked up that caffeine I, comes out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And is making money hand over foot. But the people that been in the game for ten years, but like it's. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that, man. But black people gotta stick together and, and don't and like. There's a lot of people that's like, man, fuck what Howard Don fuck about. I'm gonna get whatever I can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's um. One dude was saying, I won't, you know, call him out on here. It was Averb, everyone. Um. So Averb, he was saying, he was like, yeah, I completely agree with Hollow, but I'm only gonna do it if other people do it. If not, I'm just gonna make my money. So I think a lot of and you know it sounds kind of like crass, but I think a lot of people have that mentality. And it's just he was someone that actually voiced it, right? Uh, so yeah, that's that's the problem. It's the same thing that happened with like the NBA. Um, you know, the whole NBA is playing; they played in a bubble, or whatever. But they put like the news of the bubble during the summer 
when all these police um, killings were going on and then the protesting was going on. Just a lot of unjust in the country was going on. And like some basketball players like Kyrie Irving said like, yo, it's with all this going on, Breonna Taylor's murderer is not being um, arrested. I think that we should not play basketball. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And everybody was like, oh, Kyrie Irving's acting crazy. Because, you know, one time Kyrie Irving did say he thought the earth was flat. He said he's, he's, a, he's, a flat, he's a flat earther. So yeah. people were kind of like, oh, my gosh, Kyrie's talking. What are you talking about? But then throughout the summer, people still were getting killed on, on tape. You know what I'm saying? Like, things were still happening. And it was a point where the, the NBA bubble almost stopped happening. They had, like, a whole meeting about what was going on. And it almost didn't proceed. But it's it because there's no unity. And, like, Kyrie Irving was like, yo, I don't think we should do this. And, but if they always stood up, maybe there would have been different changes to, to what's going on. Maybe maybe Did LeBron Brianna, back him? LeBron. So, so LeBron didn't back him from the beginning. But oh. during, the middle, during the middle of the bubble season, they did have a, like all the team players and stuff had a meeting. And I guess LeBron the, the, and the Lakers and the Clippers, they were all ready to end the season. Like they were ready to end the season, but the other players weren't ready to. So LeBron actually like walked out of that meeting because uh-huh. all the players were like, well, we're not you, LeBron. We don't have Nike deals. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's all about money to a lot of people. And that's why there will be no unity because mm-hmm. there will never be no unity because the way this country started period mm-hmm. that, that, that's that you know what I'm saying until people realize like yo we gotta just stick together man but but you know it's, it's all crabs in the barrel mentality everybody trying to get what's theirs because a lot of us ain't got anything yeah <laughs> you know so that's it's hard to like knock them completely for that except for the NBA players they're making millions <laughs> so it's like but if like if you're a battle rapper I kind of understand a little bit more yeah yeah but yeah, you know man. you know everybody's everybody's trying to get that Jeff that Jeff Bezos money so they're not trying to stop. They're not trying to stop working. You know, did and uh, did you see the Amazon? They they were selling the, those shirts, those Black Lives Don't Matter shirts. Did you see that? Yeah, no, I did see it. Um, so apparently they're they're selling off. It was like shirts or hats. Like they had, I think they had both of them, and it was like an independent seller that put it through Amazon. Amazon was like, okay, um, it kind of it just kind of just shows again of like you can't put too much faith in corporations. A lot of times they're the ones that control government and all that stuff too. So it's like, I'm never going to be like, oh my, I can't believe Nike did that. Yeah, no, they would. It's really, they just kind of go with what the masses demand if needed. But yeah, they're going to let stuff slide. Like, you know, if, if Trump wins and they start making, you know, make America great again, uh, Nikes, and people are okay with it, Nike's not going to object. They're going to be cool with it. Uh, Nike might. I, I I think I think Nike might object because they're partnering with Colin Kaepernick, and they they can't. They, they, no. Why are you worried you that we're going to lose our Nike endorsement? That'd be- <laughs> Why are you worried about that, man? <laughs> I wish we had Nike endorsement. I had, I finally had some new shoes. I'm tired of wearing these same Nikes. Damn, man! I got a gift card from my coworkers. I need to go there. It's for Nike. Um, yeah, listen, man. I, I feel like this has been a heavy episode, political and all that stuff, and rightfully so. There's a lot of stuff going on. We haven't talked in a while. Um, oh, you know, let's. Let's let's uh, let's uh, make it a little bit lighter and all that stuff, man. Uh, yeah, man. You ever uh, you, know, you ever massage your prostate? I've never massaged my prostate, but I haven't got my ass eaten. That kind of counts. <laughs> kind of <laughs> counts, right? You said you want to make it light. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, man. 
this is, uh, I don't know if we're going to do a whole segment on goals. You know, yeah, let's do it. Let's do some goals. So they keep saying all this stuff about the P spot, about like the prostate gland. They they say it's like, and you're like two inches into the rectum, about the size of a walnut, and how it could induce a body-like orgasm. Yeah. And people that have it tickled. (laughs) I've been, you know, I've been... I've been having orgasms for a few years. I've been enjoying them consistently. Never had one of the prostate orgasms, and I'm kind of wondering, like, yeah, what's this about? <laughs> it ain't about nothing, Kirk. Don't do I don't, it, man. I don't know, man. It's like, you know, sometimes you got to build a garage in the townhouse, man. Like, I feel like if you're, enjoy- if you're enjoying that one type for so much and you're hearing that there's an extra version of it, people aren't curious. Listen, I, I'm not judging you for doing whatever you want to do. I'm not. But I'm just not interested in orgasms through my butthole. I'm just, I'm not, I'm on, on, there's not one, there's not nothing inside of me that's like, yo, I need that butthole orgasm now. Yo, that Stand. prostate gland, that prostate gland, that's what's inside of you and that's what needs that orgasm, bro. Uh, no. So it's, yeah, I'm, you know, you do you sort of, I'm not being like, yo, get an orgasm, bro. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, I don't know, it'd be kind of, I don't know how to go about it. I don't. I just don't. I don't like the idea of like having to stick something up there. I don't like so, that. So is your is your goal to get your prostate checked or to have an orgasm through your butthole? The latter. <laughs> yeah. The goal for this episode is to get a prostate orgasm. Um, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna go about it. Like I've been doing some research, and apparently there's ways you can do it from the outside too, but it's less effective. You, you, did you see that story in Florida when I got the, the doctor? The doctor gave the guy a prostate exam. And he accidentally came. The guy had an orgasm through that. <laughs> I'm sure that happens all the time. Yeah, you know this dude met his goal. Uh, no, no, like, no, that, that, I could see why that'd be. That could feel like a violation in a lot of ways, especially if you don't know that's supposed to happen. And that happens. That's like, oh, you think the Holy Spirit came in you and sort of thing, man. So like, the I, Holy Spirit came in you. Yeah. yeah, that's he would watch the phrasing, watch the phrasing. But yeah, I did see that, and he shot the doctor, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's wild. You'd think he'd bring him flowers. Like, you know, you know how hard it is to reach this whole prostate thing for a lot of people, and this dude just got it for free, like on a whim at the age of like fifty-eight. So he should have brought him flowers because he was in love, not because he was dead. You know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, man. Like if if we have the same people that were Republican before, if you have tips on how to get prostate on, I'm all ears. I've been doing some own research, but you know, I'm trying to hear some more. I'm not gonna get into full detail or whatever, but you know. Listen, this this might be the most intrigued that I am to see that this goal gets accomplished. I've never I've never been more concerned about the goal till now. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, it's one of those things where I don't think I'm going to be like sharing it with a bunch of people. But like, if you see me in the streets, you'll know, like, I'll, I'm going to have a big smile on my face from apparently from what they say about this whole prostate orgasm thing. It's cloud nine times 10. So I'm, you know, that's I'm you, all about diversity. You see, Kirk, you see Kirk in the street skipping. He just had that goal reached. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you see Kirk on a curve, just jumping up and down, trying to just gyrate his bottom onto the curve know that he's trying to meet a goal kirk sitting on the fire hydrant is him reaching his goal (laughs) 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 
<laughs> wow, man. I, okay, all right. So I guess I'll I'll come in with something a little uh, less freaky. Uh, how about my goal? My goal is go to the dentist. I need to get my teeth clean. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I think I just I just signed up for my medical insurance and I got that. Ooh, so I need to go congratulations. Go to the dentist. You know what I'm saying? Get my shit checked out. You know what I'm saying? My pearly whites. Yeah. You know yeah, I was just talking to producer Pat about this. I don't want to blow up your spot, Pat, but Pat was saying he went to the dentist for the first time in his life. Nah, so you 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 definitely blew it all the way up. That was the blow. <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody blows up spots better than you after you say i'm not gonna blow up a spot that's yo, like shout to china shout to china yo, he's like he's like yo hiroshima i'm not gonna blow up your spot but <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh... <laughs> so look, it's a very it's a very very common thing i remember i might have been like 27 28 and that was the first time i've been to the dentist in ten years, in ten oh, years, okay. still. Ten. Well, that's so I remember I was I went to dentist when I was in college. I had some pain. I went to dentist in college, but I didn't go again until ten years later. And what I found out was like I always thought that like yo, I ain't missing dentist in ten years. But like my coworkers, they were like, I haven't been in fifteen. I'm like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Like I didn't realize that a lot of adults, after they're out of their parents' care, after the parents stop making their appointments, the dentist thing kind of falls off. It really mm-hmm. does. You know what I'm saying? So don't feel bad, producer Pat. You're just like everybody else. I'm not saying feel bad, producer Pat. I was just flabbergasted. I was like, damn, like I've gone maybe two months. No, not two months. I mean like two years probably. But I I don't know. I feel like I, maybe because like I had braces. And that, see, so I, I see boom. it as like. That's why you have braces different. People without braces and are adults and don't have parents making their appointments. It's like 10 years, bro. We, a lot of them, trust me. I don't know. Trust me. Well, you're gonna enjoy it, man. It's gonna be a prosperous appointment. It's gonna be nice. Yeah. So that's that. That is that is my goal for for the next time. Hopefully, I can make that appointment by the time we talk again. Nice, man. I'm about to dip out. I, like I told you last time, I'm on my new bedtime schedule, so I have an hour and forty seven minutes left of technology uh, before I shut everything off. I got a new black light, so that's been kind of getting everything going for me. It kind of heightens things up after ten o'clock. Um, so. I text you. I text you at like ten forty one day. You text back fast as shit. Like go to bed soon, but this is what you should do. <laughs> yeah, because I was coming back from a mic. Yeah, because I was like, all right. So my thing is, if I'm coming back from something, yeah. I'm not gonna be like, I gotta be back by ten. But I did come back around like ten thirty, and I was like, Alan, I'm shutting everything off at eleven. We gotta, we gotta, gotta make this work real fast. <laughs> Look, listen. Another thing, I'm like, I want to add on to my goals, man. And the I can probably talk massage. About- You've been thinking about it. <laughs> You know, I text, I text Kurt about that prostate massage. He was like, yeah, I'm doing it right now. Uh, <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that, no. <laughs> but look, the reason the reason I text you is because it's something that I've, I'll need to work on. I text you specifically about monologue jokes. Um, I, I think that I've been missing out on a big part of comedy, just being a, like writing. I need to write technically better, technical, technically sound jokes. Boom, 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 boom. I need to have write. I need to have a writer's packet. I need to write monologue. I need to do all these things. And and like that was that night was one of the first nights where I like I wrote some monologue jokes and I was you know put some things out there like text, I sent my girl something. I put a couple on Facebook. But like I kind of like uh, just starting that process. And I know that that's what you do. Like I know you are mm. a writer. And we talked about you doing monologue jokes before and things like that. And I've even critiqued you. Was like man, why are you going on CNN coming up with jokes? 
Now I mm-hmm. see, and I apologize, I was wrong. You definitely, you, you definitely you. were. You definitely were on something, and I got to start doing that, and I have been doing that. So that's why mm. I texted you that night, because I didn't talk to you about it, but I texted you real quick. But, like, mm. I need to start writing. I would appreciate the apology first. Like, yo, Kirk, I'm sorry. For what? And then you went into detail, like, yes, talk to me right. Very nice. No, this is all natural. I didn't plan this. I'm thinking about it, and I'm realizing that I owe you an apology, because I asked you for help on something that I condemned you for before. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, so it's, like, it's not something that uh, I'm not right. used to. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. You know, people apologize to me left and right. They realize the errors of their ways years, years later. Um, so, yeah. You know, this is one we can treat ourselves to this. Tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock or whenever I wake up, I'm going to send you three headlines and you send me three headlines. And by the end of the day, we have to send each other the jokes for those headlines. All right, that's a deal. Yeah, cool. Message me first because I forget. I, I'm going to smoke soon. So cool. uh, <laughs> it's a deal. But I, I, need to, I need to work on it, man. Got to get this cool. writer's packet popping. We can yeah. do that. Um, you have anything you want to plug? Uh, oh, yo. October 4th. Oh, the, day after, the day after our uh, – shit, I'm tripping, man. September 27th. September 27th, a week comes early. Out, this comes out, I don't know. Clark Park, m- me and Mark, Marcus LeVar, pop-up show. Come through, Kurt, if you want a spot. Um, so the fourth, the day after our show in Harrisburg, so people listen to this, and you're in Harrisburg, Central Pennsylvania. October 3rd is a Saturday night. Me and Kirk are on a showcase. It's going to be hella fun. I know it will be. And then the very next day, Sunday, October 4th, I'll be at Soul Joel's opening up, opening up for Donnell Rawlings. Damn, so that's, that's crazy. Going, that's wild. That's going down. The Damn, day that's after- wild. That's going down. So damn. The, the, the third we're in Harrisburg and the fourth uh, down that road. So listen, oh we, that, that weekend, man. We yeah, check out Soul Jills, man. That's yeah, a cool man. comedy club and all that stuff. Um, that's when is October fourth? When's oh so September twenty fifth? When's when's whatever this Friday is? Twenty fifth is this Friday. Yeah, yeah September twenty fifth. Um, I'll be at Steel Stacks the PNC uh, Comedy Center. They got going there. I'm gonna be open for Chris Gethard. Um, oh, I'm happy cool. about it, man. I'm, this is one of those dudes that, like, I used to go to his live um, show that he used to do, his public access show when I was living in New York, like, 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, where I was doing, like, UCB. So it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I'm on the same card as some sort of thing. So yeah. that's going to be dope. Um, yeah, yeah, proper box. We're, we're popping off right now. Maybe making moves in this, in this pandemic, man. Making moves, baby. Yeah, huh? mm. So, yeah, man. Keep up the good work, man. We yeah, man. Likewise. Moves. We're congratulating ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, somebody, listen, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Kirk, where to go? No, keep up the good work, man. Somebody has to tell you, you're doing a good yeah. job. Fuck I that. told myself, yeah, we're going to make sure to break the divide. We're going to get a nice little Republican on here, and we're going <laughs> to break that divide. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace. Flow bachelor, just to fucking on the back of her and get attached to her. Just to poke and I look after her, you beats inaccurate. Money low wind, then you over compress it cause you don't know what you be doing, so you be stacking. Don't know the difference between just holding and attacking. You impassionate, ungrateful, mince me, don't mince words, bitch. I hate you. Thinking of what I do and how I do it when I face you.